Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. With Psalm 119, verse 146, Psalm 119, 146. And we're almost done with this chapter. I'm sure some people are saying, thank God we've been in this chapter for months. But Psalm 119 is a chapter in the Word all about the Word. And he, King David, here's a review, and I know I've said this a lot, but King David says over and over and over again, he says, your regulations, your decrees, your laws, your commandments. For us, thank God for Jesus. New Testament believers, for us, that just means love God and love others. All right? Which is easier said than done sometimes. People say, man, I... I love God, and I'm trying to love you. No, you know what? God has commanded us to do that, and we can practice it, all right? So commandments, commands, regulations, laws, decrees, all that means is God's covenant. And God's covenant with us is we're New Testament believers, and that is love God and love others. So Psalm 119, 146 says, I cry out to you, rescue me, that I may obey your laws. I want to start off by saying tonight that you can cry out to God for all kinds of stuff. A job, healing, help, hope. Man, I've cried out to God probably for some silly stuff, but I'm telling you, I just cried out to him. You ever been to a place or been in a place where you say, man, I don't feel it. I'm struggling. Everything looks like it's not working out. There's problems all around me. Yeah, cry out to him. Cry out to him. The world offers all kinds of things, and they're always temporary fixes. They're always very, very, very temporary. Say alcohol, drugs, or I'm going to take this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to do this for a while. And then afterward, folks are depressed and bummed out. No, you've got to cry out to God. Scripture says the blessing of the Lord makes rich. You say, man, does that mean just financial wealth? I know that. I know the blessing of the Lord makes rich, but the blessing of the Lord enriches your soul as well. And the rest of that verse says, and he adds no sorrow with it. You ever looked on TV and watched a commercial for certain, even helpful medications or drugs? They have 85 side effects. It's shocking, isn't it? Many times I just slow down and go, wow, this is supposed to help that, but it actually causes that. And, and hey, I'm not saying medication's bad. Medication helps folks to heal many times. But I will tell you this, the world system offers stuff that is a quick fix, a temporary fix, and then it goes away and there's depression and sadness and regret and I'm bummed out. No, Scripture says the blessing of the Lord makes rich financially, emotionally, in your soul realm, in your spirit, but at the same time, the rest of that verse says, and adds no sorrow with it. God gives good gifts. Can you imagine you gave someone a gift? Say, hey man, here's a gift. Here's $500. And they got it, and then you say, yeah, but in order to keep that $500, you're going to have to go to jail for two days and stay there. What? Keep the 500. Forget it. Or, hey, man, you can borrow my car, but all throughout the car I've placed mouse traps. This is a sweet ride, but go on in at your own risk. And there's mouse traps everywhere. You can't see it in there. The upholstery's dark, and we've kind of camouflaged them. But th- you can have this car. Drive it for the day. <laughs> ah, you, that's, that's terrible. But the Lord gives gifts, and he adds no sorrow with it. That's a strange mental picture, I know. I cry out to you, rescue me. Something you can cry out to God for is healing as well. There's not just physical healing that we we need sometimes. 
I've needed healing from hurts. I've needed healing from, man, being bummed out. I've needed healing from disappointment. Man, God has healed me of depression at times. God has healed me of anxiety at times. God has healed me of stuff. And say, man, is that just a way of life for you? No, but life happens. Things bother you. We're affected by life sometimes more than we should be, I'll, I'll, I'll admit. But, man, I've cried out to the Lord, and he's healed me every time. And it, it wasn't always just in that moment, but he's always taking care of me. And I need to remind someone here tonight, those listening in and those here in the house with us, that God has always taken care of you, hasn't he? Always. He's always taken care of you. Here you are. You're a miracle. Here you are. You're a miracle again. You say, man, I don't know. This is tough. I'm going. I know, but God has always taken care of you. He has a great track record. And he's all. I was telling someone the other day, hasn't God always taken care of you? Oh, yeah. It's going to be all right then. It's going to be all right. Psalm 119, 146. I cry out to you. Rescue me. Heal me. Save me. Help me. Be with me. Get me out of this situation that I may obey your laws, he says. Verse 147. I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. I know some of y'all are out of school for three weeks. You don't have to rise early before the sun is up, but don't be standing in bed till 1 p.m., please. That just sounds depressing. I remember, I don't know who I'm talking to in here, and I've, you, you say, oh, no, Pastor Matt, you've been talking to my mom. I have not talked to anybody's moms about your wake-up times, I promise. And it's not hard to guess a wake-up time when you hear what time people are going to sleep. 2 a.m., it's a wonder you didn't get up at 5. No, it's no wonder, right? I remember back in the day, dad's <laughs> former military, but I remember I was growing in my defense. I was growing those summers of junior high. We called it junior high. Junior high and high school, I was growing. And dad would leave, and Jonathan and Lane would get up. I don't guess they were growing. I don't know. But they would watch cartoons. I don't know. But sometimes I would sleep in. I probably slept in the latest when I was 13, 14, 15. I don't know. But dad would call the house and go, get Matthew up. <laughs> I've never even heard of that before. <laughs> Cruel and unusual, right? No, but dad said, hey, get up. I got stuff for y'all to do. Can you imagine the summer? Oh, man. But get up. I like this right here. He says, I rise early before the sun is up. <laughs> I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. You may not get up before the sun is up, but hey, when you get up, start to praise God. When you get up, start to talk to him. When you get up... Start to thank him. He's with you, I promise. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. Verse 148, I stay awake through the night. Some of you were staying awake through the night, but it might have been Xbox. I don't know. I stay awake through the night, David said, thinking about your promise. I stay awake and think about your promise. Verse 149, in your faithful love, O Lord, hear my cry. Let me be revived by following your regulations. There's another word for commandment, regulations. Did you know it revives you to obey God? It protects you to obey God? It really does. People say, man, well, I, why doesn't Scripture just allow for people to live like they want and just, let's just be real tonight and sleep around with everybody? Well, there's a lot of heartbreak in that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of corona in that, probably. I don't know. Sorry, it came up. I was going to try not to say it. But it came up. There's a lot of weird stuff in that. You don't want to do that. You say, man, well, I've messed up. You ask God for forgiveness. But there's a reason why God set up marriage. It's to build homes and build true intimacy between a man and a wife, a man and a woman. All right? Verse 149. In your faithful love, O Lord, 
hear my cry. Let me let's just say it again. Let me be revived by following your regulations. You may not realize it now, but walking in love is invigorating. Sometimes it's a struggle, huh? When someone's rough to you and you say, man, let me, Scripture says, pray for those that, that use you. Bless those that curse you. You say, man, how do I? I'm telling you, it's invigorating in the long run when you can pray for someone who's been rough on you. When you can pray for them and say, Lord, bless them. I don't know what they're going through. I can't deal with it anyway. You, you, you deal with them in your way, but you just take care of them and bless them. That, that, it's hard to get there, I'm telling you. But when you do it, something breaks on you and in you. I've, I've been there. I'm like, mm, no, Lord, I'm going to pray judgment on them. No. Pray a blessing over someone who's been hard on you, and I promise it will release you. It, I can't explain it. It's just it's the ancient laws that God has set up. I can't, I can't explain it. Verse 150. Lawless people are coming to attack me. They live far from your instructions. Lawless people are coming to attack me. That's an interesting verse. Verse 151. But you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. People are struggling to find truth in this world. And right now, especially, there's a lot going around on Facebook and different stuff. Come back to the Word. Come back to the Word. Scripture always pulls you in the right direction. Remember, Scripture says... That Jesus, Jesus himself said in Scripture, he said, I will send you the Holy Spirit, and he will lead you into all truth. So if you're struggling, say, what's true? Ask God about it. The Holy Spirit, show me the truth. And he's always going to lead you back to Scripture. All right? Always. But you are near, O Lord, and all your commands are true. Verse 152. I have known from my earliest days that your laws will last forever. You know how people are, and they say, man, we're going to, this is our forever home. Hmm? I see what they mean, but planet Earth, it has time limits, and that's normal. Time limits are healthy. God set it up. Scripture says times and seasons happen to us all. Times and seasons. Praise God, winter doesn't last forever. Praise God, praise God around here, summer doesn't last forever. Things start and they end. You say, man, what about life? Well, at some point, if Jesus does not return in our lifetime, life ends, right? At some point, you go on and be with Jesus. You go to heaven. Praise God. Now, heaven will never end. But life on this planet, it has term limits. But Scripture says, 152, I have known from my earliest days that your laws will last forever. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Verse 153, look upon my suffering and rescue me. You ever prayed that? Man, I'm going through some stuff, for I have not forgotten your instructions. Lord, I'm, I'm going to keep putting you first, but please, rescue me. Verse 154, argue my case. Take my side. If God is for me, who can be against me? Scripture says. Protect my life as you promised. Verse 155, the wicked are far from rescue for they do not bother with your decrees. There's folks that say, man, I, I don't got time for that. I really don't have time for that. No matter what, I'm not going to read the word. I'm just not into that. Well, there's no rescue. Verse 156, Lord, how great is your mercy. Let me be revived, once again, revived by following your regulations. Verse 157, many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your laws. Don't let the enemy knock you out of position, ever. Don't let 
folks' words knock you out of position, just don't. Listen, let me just say this right now. There's always going to be something that people criticize. Are you with me here? I feel like there's a word we need to get hold of. We're going through this situation right now, and people, people say this. Why are they still having church? Why do you still have the dick? Then others go, um, why aren't we canceling? Right? Well, the thing is here, there's always going to be something to criticize. Say, man, I'd do that better. You know, I'd do that better. No, let, let's just get to this right here. I have not swerved from your laws. Don't let criticism in life, don't let frustrations in life, don't let trials in life knock you out of your position with God and get you distracted from the word. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's so many distractions in life. Don't do it. I remember, I remember um, some, unless you're a, a, a sports fan, there's some younger folks in here, but unless you're a sports fan, you may not remember this, but some of you in here remember Reggie Miller. And he was such a unique NBA basketball player. I, I, believe, I believe he had a sister that also played basketball, and then she became an announcer later. But Reggie was something to watch. I remember he had a famous rivalry. He played for the Indiana Pacers, and they would play the New York Knicks. But he was one of those that loved people to try to distract him from the crowd. Who was it that would sit on the front row and taunt him? Spike Lee? Spike Lee would sit in the front row at the New York Knicks fan, New York Knicks games, and they'd shout stuff to each other. They'd say, you're a choker. And, but something about Reggie Miller, such, he was born to be a competitor. He played better with criticism. It was crazy. I remember watching him play games. And, and this is just basketball now, but this is a great example. An NBA player, I remember games where people would hate him in some crowds because he talked so much trash. Seemed like a cool guy in person, but when he played, he had an attitude. He'd hit a three on people and tell them about it. He was always just talking trash. Well, I remember one time, I don't remember who he, they, they were playing, and he hit a, a buzzer beater three-pointer, and it was at somebody else's, it, it was somebody else's stadium, so it was an away game for them. They were visitors, and the crowd got so quiet. You know what he did? He didn't even hesitate. He stopped. He just hit the buzzer beater. The crowd got deathly quiet, and he bowed to the crowd. I've never seen anything like that. And then in New York, he'd, he'd just he'd, he'd do some, some awesome clutch play, and Spike Lee would be talking trash to him on the side, and they'd have a running conversation the whole game. I've never seen anything like it, but so much fun. You should look into it. So much fun. I think there's a 30 for 30 about it. I don't know what it's called, though. Check it out, one of those ESPN documentaries. But he was not distracted. In fact, criticism made him better. Hey, you. Larry Bird was the same way. I'm an old, I'm an old school NBA fan. Larry Bird, he's, I read his book years ago, and he said there were certain fans at certain stadiums that he knew them by name, and they would talk trash to him. What are you going to do tonight, Larry? And they'd sit in the first or second row, and he'd have a running conversation. And it actually improved his performance. So don't let criticism distract you. See, right here, he says, he says once again, Many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your laws. No matter what people are saying, you know what you need to do is outlast the critics. Outlast the critics. People talk and talk and talk. And guess what? I've noticed this. Dogs bark at passing cars. You ever notice that? Roo, 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 roo. Something moves, they bark at it. Roo, roo, roo. If you're moving, someone's going to be barking at you. You're doing something? Well, why did he do that? Well, why didn't they do that? Well, that, why didn't they do that better? 
People always talk. Learn to give them to God and keep moving on. And people throw pebbles at a freight train. And you know what it does? Nothing to the freight train. It just keeps going. Keep going. Keep going. Verse 158. Seeing these traitors makes me sick at heart. Wow, because they care nothing for your word. King David's very zealous about people that don't love God's word. Verse 159. See how I love your commandments, Lord. Give back my life because of your unfailing love. Verse 160, the very essence of your words is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. Remember Jesus? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, not, I'm not a truth. I am the truth. People's, people make outlandish claims now. According to Scripture, it's outlandish. They say, oh, no, there are many ways to get to heaven. No, Scripture says Jesus is the only way. And everybody else died and was buried, and they had graves. And Jesus, he died and rose again. He didn't stay in the grave. And he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The very essence of your words is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. Verse 161, powerful people harass me without cause, but my heart trembles only at your word. He said, no matter what's going on, I'm not going to be intimidated. The only thing I tremble at and I'm concerned about and I have a healthy respect for is your word. Verse 162, I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. I remember about six years ago, um, was it House of Hope? It was House of Hope. I like thrift stores. Now you know. Um, but I, I showed up to the House of Hope. It's been about six years ago, going on six years ago. And they had a some kind of a storage unit that moved in and someone had donated like thousands of books. And I showed up over there and books are selling for 10 cents. And, and after a while they couldn't sell the books. And so they said, come on, take as many as you want for a dollar and all this crazy stuff. And I felt like I had discovered a great treasure. I did. And I don't know if y'all ladies, maybe some of you are shoppers, men, some of you are shoppers as well. But you ever found something and you're like, wow, i I found the deal. This is a treasure. Or you found the house that you wanted. Or you found a good deal on a car. You say, this is a treasure. But I remember going through those books. Going, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I guess some people do that about gold. But it was like a movie. It was like I just found something. You'd think I'd found just oh, this fortune of something. But this wealth of something. But it was books. And I was like, where do I start? Do I start over here? And I'd ask them questions, and I was looking for certain books. And they said, well, I don't know, but you can look. And I would go over there, and I'd, I'd go on my day off or whatever, and I'd spend a couple hours in there. Man, and I'd look through books, and I'd go through. And it took me days, not all in a row, but I'd go back and forth. They're like, Matt, come back. We need to get rid of these books. I'm like, I can help you with some of that. And I'd go back and forth because I thought I'd found a great treasure. And the books are dusty and stuff, but I just love the way books smell. I love reading books. I like the way they look. Then I like antique books, and I have all these tastes, and I, I recognize different authors. It's just one of my things. But, man, it was a treasure to me. It was an absolute treasure. But you got to remember this. Scripture is the treasure above all treasures. I love what he says here. I rejoice, rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. It's all in there. It's all in there, everything you need. You say, not my exact situation. Oh, the guidelines for wisdom for every single situation are in here. How to treat people, how to respond to God, 
how to have wisdom in business dealings. It's all in Proverbs. Um, how to pray. How to act in certain situations. It's all there, and it's a great treasure. Verse 163, he says, I hate and abhor all falsehood. He hates lies, but I love your instructions. I love your word. Verse 164, I will praise you seven times a day because all your regulations are just. Man, every time you can think of it, just praise him and just pray and just thank him. And say, Lord, I'm telling you, my wife and I, we're together. We pray about everything. I would say, let's agree about that. Come on, let's pray. Let's just pray. She'll say, let's pray. Let's agree. We're always just praying about stuff. We try not to do stuff in our own strength because we know where that leads, right? My own strength. There's been times where I forgot to ask God on stuff. Can you believe that? I guess you have too, maybe. Or maybe it's just me. I say, oh, man, I forgot to pray. Why was I doing that in my own strength? That was stressing me out. Verse 165, those who love your instructions have great peace. Oh, man. Did you know faith brings peace? We'll get into that more on Sunday. But faith, your faith brings peace. Because when, when you have absolute trust that God's going to take care of stuff, it, it brings peace. His word brings peace. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. Verse 166, I long for your rescue, Lord, so I have obeyed your commands. I have obeyed your laws, 167, for I love them very much. Yes, I obey your commandments and laws because you know everything I do. You can't hide from him. The psalmist says at some other point, he said, I can, I can go here, I can go there, but you, you will always find me. All right. I'm not going to quote the scripture because I think right now I'm going to I'm going to just swap it all around. But no matter what, God is there. Scripture says God is everywhere at once. He is omnipresent. He's a God who is near and he's a God who is far off. He's, he's everywhere you go. You can't hide from him. And he knows everything you do. You know, people say, I'm going to I'm going to do secret stuff. That's why a lot of crimes are committed at night. It's funny. It's psychological. You ever done a ride around with a policeman at night? Pastor John has. He said it's crazy. Because at night, people are like, oh, man, they're doing shady stuff. People need to go to bed. Why you bought that tempur Go lay on that bed and go to sleep. Right? Man, what can we do? It's dark now. And don't be popping a bunch of fireworks July 4th either, because those are crazy. But anyway. That's just some free wisdom. But you know everything I do. Verse 169. Oh, Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning mind you promised. Discerning mind means you can tell the difference between right and wrong, and you have wisdom for things. Verse 170. Listen to my prayer. Rescue me as you promised. Let praise flow from my lips, for you have taught me your decrees. Let my tongue sing about your word, for all your commands are right. If you're not into worship music yet, Start getting into it because there's worship styles for everybody now. I love me some old school black gospel. I like I even like some of the the southern gospel, some of that stuff. And then, man, I like I like modern worship. I like classic worship, even some of that Hosanna worship. There's all kinds of styles now. You got Jesus culture and elevation worship. Man, get into worship. So you say, man, I can't really sing. Well, let someone else sing and you just sing along. Nobody will know. All right. Nobody will even know. Let my tongue sing about your word, for all your commands are right. 
Verse 173, give me a helping hand, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. Look at the next verse here. Oh, Lord, I have longed for your rescue, and your instructions are my delight. <laughs> Delighting in God's word. I delight in loving you, God, and loving others. What's the next verse say? Let me live so I can praise you, and may your regulations help me. Let me live. Lord, the longer my life goes, the more I'm going to praise you. Let me live so I can praise you, and may your regulations help me. Verse 176 of Psalm 119, the last verse of the longest chapter of the Bible. We've gotten to it. And it says, look at what he says. I've wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me. For I, even when I struggle, even when I miss it, I have not forgotten your commands. He says, I've wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me, Lord, for I have not forgotten your commands. No matter what you do in life, here's just some simple, easy wisdom. Whether you're walking with God hardcore with all of your heart, or you're struggling, or you're struggling even through seasons of mediocrity with God, you say, man, I'm just, I'm off my, ga I'm, I'm off my game, man. I'm struggling. I don't, I don't feel it. Let this be the basis of your whole life is always turn back to Jesus. Always go back to God. Always go back to God. Always go back to God. Say, Lord, I don't feel it, but help me. Lord, I'm struggling. Help me. Lord, I worship you. I, I just need you. I can't live without you. Always, always, always base everything on him. Scripture says the wise man or wise woman, they built their house on the rock. The foolish person, they build their house on the sand. What is the sand? Idols in life. Things that are passing. Think about it. Do you think, do you think that even our history as a nation, and I love, I love world history, I love American history, I love history, I love Bible history, the history of Israel, I love history. But do you think the history of our nation, we have been in existence, this July 4th, we will have been in existence 244 years. But do you think, in light of eternity, except for the things we've done for God as a nation, do you think, all of, do you think our history is going to matter that much 10 billion years from now? Probably not, unless it was something done for God. Scripture says that all of our works... If they're false works or if they're works that are made of straw or, you know what I mean? They're, they're not precious metal works like things that we've done for God. A lot of those just burn up in God's presence when we stand before him. So it's important that what we do in life, I know we're going to have temporary things, but what we do in life that really matters is stuff we do for God. Living in faith, seeking him, loving him, spending time with him. And it's hard to imagine that, especially when you're young. But I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but man, I was, man, I, I, I remember clearly, I remember clearly the night Jonathan was born. I remember it clearly. I wasn't quite yet five years of age, and it seems like yesterday. I, I was so pleased that I was, I, dad said, your brother's going to be born tonight, and I don't, I don't even think they knew, but he said, your brother, and I said, oh, I knew it. I'd just been praying. I just can't, you know, I was a little kid. I put on my little boots. And they took, took us to the hospital, and Jonathan had been born. I was so pleased. I wanted a brother so much. And I, I remember that. But then one day I woke up, and I was 13, and I was telling Mom, Mom, I remember I'd tell Mom in my wisdom at 13, because when you're 13, you're wise. 
Y'all know. Y'all know. I was 13. You're going to like this. You're going to like this. I would tell, mom would go, you can't do that. i go, mom, I'm 13. And she thought that was so funny, so I'd repeat it until it, you know, I'm usually that way. I'll repeat it until it's not funny anymore. And then it's just dumb, but I'd just repeat it. And then one day I woke up, and I was in college, and it was amazing. And I was like, I'm, I was 19. And then, and then now I'm in my 40s, and it's amazing how time really flies when you're having fun. But it's almost like time doesn't fly when you're not having fun either. I mean, it just, it just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Time to me is a mystery. It really is. The way God set it up, sometimes it goes fast. It, it goes faster when you want it to slow down. It slows down when you want it to go faster. It, it's, time is a mystery to me, the way God set that up. But I do know this. I believe it was King David who said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Or his seed begging bread. What is the righteous? Righteous is, that's people who are right with God. And now you can be right with God through Jesus. All right? And Jesus is the word. Let's go ahead and pray tonight, if you would, please. If there's anybody at the <clears throat> that can hear my voice out there in this church or on Facebook Live, and you say, man, I just need to get right with God. That's... Everything we do just leads to making sure you are right with God and that you have a relationship with Him. That is the whole call of my entire life, is that you be right with God, and I do everything to the best of my ability to make sure that you're right with Him and that we're all in heaven together one day. Is there anybody in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I just need to make sure I'm right with God. Would you raise your hand, please? I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. God bless you for your courage. Anybody on Facebook Live as well, you just raise your hand right where you are, or you just bow your head if you're able to, or close your eyes. God is speaking to you right now. Here's what God says to you. God says, My, the blood of Jesus is enough. Stop feeling guilty. It's taken care of. Just confess and believe. It's that simple. Now, repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sin. Now cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I still believe. I want to walk right. I want to talk right. And I want to act right. And live right. Thank you for your promises. Now, Lord, I pray for everybody who is hearing my voice right now. Everybody that can hear the words that you're giving me, God. I pray that you bless their families and touch them, Lord. Remind people to give, even in trying seasons, to continue to give and sow, not just into your kingdom, but personally to people. And really, when we sow into people's lives, that is into God's kingdom as well. It's so important because Scripture says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall mankind give back to you. God uses us as his people to give to others. He flows through us. During this season, you're going to receive amazing gifts and blessings and love and favor. But at the same time, you make sure you're giving amazing gifts and blessings and love and favor. This is your time to shine. This is your time to shine. Your faith is so important. Say, man, I don't know. I may be struggling a little bit. No, you believe. 
you believe. Now just keep doing it. Just keep doing it by faith. Say, I'm going to give. I'm going to help somebody. I'm going to call someone and encourage them. I'm going to text them and tell them I love them. I'm going to let them know I'm thinking about them. You may never know how much that means to somebody. There's been times where I was going through the roughest of days and someone texted me and said, God has laid you on my heart. I'm praying for you. Well, guess what? God has laid you on my heart, and I am praying for you tonight. Everyone who can hear my voice right now, I am praying for you tonight. And God is working amazing things in your lives. He's not done yet, so slow down. Don't be impatient. Slow down and let him work on you through this season. Say, man, this is a trying season. This is tough. God is with you. He's with you. He's allowing us to go through this season because he rejoices in us. He loves us. He delights in us. And he knows we're going to come out on the other side better than when we entered this season. Thank you, Father. We give you glory tonight and we praise you and we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name.